back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 1, Episode 21, An Apple Red as Blood. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the Enchanted Forest, Snow mounts a rescue mission to get Charming back from King George. She makes it to the dungeon, but Regina has already taken him and asks for a meeting. In order to save Charming's life, Snow eats the poisoned apple. In Storybrooke, Henry convinces Emma not to leave in the middle of the night. After realizing that finding Regina isn't good for Henry, Emma decides to leave, making a deal with Regina that she will still get to see Henry. That's not good enough for Regina, and she concocts a plan for Emma to eat the poisoned apple that Jefferson retrieved from the Enchanted Forest. Henry eats it instead to prove that the curse is real. And he's right. Roger, what did you think of this episode? This is a really good episode. Like, I don't think it's top five, but it might be sixth or seventh. Like, it's a really good episode. It's a good cliffhanger. There are a lot of questions I have about why the characters do their things. And by characters, I mean Regina. But I really enjoyed the episode. And I'm this is the one I remember watching it the first time. I was like, I cannot wait for next week. You? I also really enjoyed this episode a lot more... Because we talk about top five episodes so much, I've been sort of thinking about what mine are. And this was not one that even occurred to me. Hmm. Uh, And this episode is great. Like, I think it might be a top five episode. It's very exciting. A part of that is the, you know, it's the penultimate episode of of the season. So we're really building up to something. Like, something is going to happen next week. Yeah, and I think like the car- the stakes have been raised to an all-time high so far, which I think is really exciting. Like you're kind of on the edge of your seat. And I also, I mean, the we often I really like episodes where the flashbacks parallel really well, and they parallel so well in this episode that you actually take something from the flashback and bring it into the present. I would call this perfect synergy. Yes, perfect. It's great. Where even to start? So many things happen. I feel like Emma is the starting point because I think we ended the previous episode with her kidnapping Henry. Yes, we did. So she seems like a logical starting point. She's, I believe we opened the episode with her and Henry driving out of Storybrooke. Mm -hmm. Uh, She kind of reveals what her plan is long term. He disagrees. What's interesting is that she's only thinking about those two and it is the 10 year old boy who's making the decision to go, wait, you can't just abandon everyone else. you got to go back. And then when he can't talk her out of it, he just decides, I'm going to swerve and crash the car. It's true. Which is certainly brave. I don't know if it was smart, but it was very brave. It's both insane and not the most insane thing he does within this episode. It's true, it's true. Um, and very unselfish of him. Maybe maybe he should uh, be giving August some lessons about how to be brave, truthful, and unselfish. Henry as the boy to take care of him might have been able to pull it off. Yeah. And to be fair to Emma, yeah, he is the one that's thinking about everybody else. She still thinks that it's a delusion. Like, she doesn't have any reason to think that her staying is helpful to everyone else. Mm, I don't think that's true. I guess she is the sheriff and Regina is a terror. (laughs) And she's best friends with Mary Margaret. Yeah. She was just going to abandon her best friend in a time of need. Like, Mary Margaret's life has been really crappy. That's true. She was just bouncing out of there. Which we will find out in a little bit. Mary Margaret was not happy about. Mary Margaret was really not happy about that. So one of the things I think that I noticed in this episode about Emma, she justifies what she needed to do. I'm uh, doing what's best for you. That's some Regina logic. 
It really is. 100% a thing that Regina has and would say to Henry in that situation. I'm doing a bad thing, but I'm justifying it because it's what you need. Almost like she's trying to give him his best chance. When she, I feel like if she, she, when she says that, or when anyone says that, they usually are giving the child their best chance. Or they believe they're giving yes. the child the best chance. And I don't, I, she has not thought this through enough to think whether that's true. No. And I, we, she does talk to Archie in this episode, and she does ask him, would she ever hurt him? And Archie says, no, absolutely not. But maybe up until this point, Emma wasn't sure. So I could, if she really thought Regina was going to hurt him and she didn't think that she was going to be able to get custody of him, it's not as crazy to try to abduct him. Archie also makes the point, now everyone else. Yeah. Absolutely. Which we've seen her do. If you truly believe she was behind the kidnapping plot, then she was willing to engineer someone potentially being murdered. Especially from a... Like, if you don't believe in the curse, yeah. it's almost crazier that Regina does that. Like, yep. why does she hate Henry's teacher so much? Like, they barely know each other. <laughs> and th- she was willing to do this to the woman who was her friend. Mm-hmm. So it's even more psychotic that she was willing to do it's this. True. It's true. Um, Emma makes another point that she doesn't want people relying on her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's already said that she said it to August in the last episode. It's one thing to say it to August, who she's just like, your curse is delusional and leave me alone. It's another thing to say that. Does she say that to Mary Margaret? Yeah. In their little confrontation in the loft? Yeah, that was like a big... Because she basically had told Mary Margaret, you have to come back, you have to trust us, be a family. But she was not also going to follow her own advice. A little bit of hypocrisy here. And then Mary Margaret gives her... The ultimate smackdown. Would you say it was a well-deserved smackdown? I would absolutely say it was a well-deserved smackdown. I mean, Mary Margaret is having none of that. She's like, none of your excuses. This is not good. You made a bad choice. And I love how she ends it with Emma asking. (laughs) Emma asks, well, what should I do for Henry? And Mary Margaret just says, well, I don't know. I'm not his mother. You figure it out. It felt very much like someone who's lecturing their daughter. Yeah. It was great. It, it was fantastic. I love this new backbone, Mary Margaret. She stood up to Regina. She slaps down Emma. It's kind of like all the abuse that she's taken over the previous few episodes. It's payback time. And she's had enough of this. Yes, she has definitely had enough. And, and she's it, not wrong. And it gets, it pushes Emma to talk to Archie mm-hmm. and like try to figure out if she can do this the right way. And unfortunately, we learn that that isn't going to be the case. Why? What was her reasoning for believing that this was the right play? Abducting him? No, no, no. Not that. So she realizes abducting him is wrong because she brings him back, or I guess they have the thing. Um, it crashes. What I don't get is why her ultimate solution was, "I just need to leave town." Oh, I actually think that was the right the right thing to do because she knew that Regina was not going to be reasonable. So if she asked for something very small. She could stay in Henry's life, still talk to him on the phone, but, like, get out of Regina's way so Regina would stop trying to attack her. I I think that there's another solution, which is for Regina to be more reasonable and they could come up with, like, a co-parenting solution, but I think Emma knows that that's not going to happen. I also would argue that, like, so, yes, while Emma has butted heads with Regina, Emma has also butted heads with Regina often when it has nothing to do with Henry. Like, mm-hmm. for example, the Mary Margaret situation. There is a reasonable answer of just stay out of Regina's business. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't blame her as the sheriff for protecting her friend, but a lot of this uh, battle has been because she's been instigating with Regina because she doesn't like Regina. She wants to beat her. It's a point that she's made on multiple mm-hmm. occasions. 
So I don't know, just come to like a parlay and then maybe you could figure things out. Now, I wouldn't trust Regina in this parlay, but there was a better play than just take off and run. But that's her true nature. She likes to run. She does like to run. That is in her nature. Although she's not just like completely running away. She's clearly going to stay in touch with Henry or that's what her plan is. Her plan is not to be under a sleeping curse. (laughs) Uh... I love how she approached Regina with a plan, but then when Regina asked about the specifics, she was like, yeah, you know, whatever. We'll just figure it out as we go. Um, that's what you parent, right? You that's just figure definitely out. how you parent. Actually, from what I've been told by my friends who are parents, that actually is how you parent. You kind of just figure it out on the way. Yeah. But Archie does, Archie does tell her that the thing that is most important is that this war between them has to stop, and this is how she sees to stop it. I actually like that Archie is the point of is the actual point of reason here. Like mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know what the actual answer is, but I know that this is what's hurting Henry, which is good. This is what he should be. He's the conscience. And I actually think that Emma realizes what you were saying about how she's been sort of going up against Regina about things that have nothing to do with Henry, too. Because Henry obviously knows that Regina is the evil queen and has done all sorts of evil things to everyone but he says, you know, look at what she's done. And Emma says, what has she done except for a fight for you? Like, if I wasn't here to cause the fighting, this wouldn't be happening. And I think she she's not saying, like, I'm never going to speak to him again. But because Henry wouldn't stand for that either. He'd just run away. Find her again. Yeah. Which is also why I thought leaving town was ridiculous. Yeah. We've already seen what happens when you live in a different spot. He's just going to find you. Let's talk about Henry. This is kind of like the moment of uh, justification for everything that he has done. He sees August as Pinocchio. He's right. He 100% he has confirmation. No one can tell him it's a delusion. I will give him credit in that there are probably only like three men slash boys that we see throughout this entire season who truly stay like true to their convictions, even if what they're doing is wrong. It's David. Even if he believes it's wrong, he's going to do what he wants to do and what he believes is right. or what David he- or Charming? Charming and David to some degree, because he both didn't want to hurt Catherine, quote-unquote, and both still wanted to be with Mary Margaret. Now, it was morally wrong, but he still believed in do it. Charming, obviously, because he's charming. Belfire, who we've only seen once, but he absolutely stayed true to what he believed, mm-hmm. which is magic is wrong. And Henry, who believed that this is an actual curse for no reason. Like, I would love to know what set him on this path of believing this curse was real other than the book. But he stays true to it until he absolutely gets facts and knows now I've seen this man as Pinocchio mm-hmm. and must have been right. And how awful. He goes to August for help. He asks August to help him because Emma's, you know, Emma Emma tried to take me last night. Like, this is not good. Things are bad. She doesn't believe. And August has completely given up, as we learned in the last episode. But he's he's just, he wants to spend time with his father. He believes he's going to die uh, very soon. And he doesn't want, he doesn't think he can help Henry. And poor Henry now knows for sure that he's right. And everyone just keeps telling him, just... It's fine. We'll just leave everything as it is. Yeah, you know, Jefferson makes a point about the worst curse is knowing. And I wondered if this is worse for Henry. Mm. It's one thing to believe that everyone thinks you're crazy. It's a one thing to know you're right. And everyone thinks you're crazy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I give him credit. He stood strong for 21 episodes saying there's a real curse here. Which also, I wonder... Okay, so he's right. That means your mother, the woman that you've actually been living with, is truly the evil queen and capable of mass murder. That's terrifying. That's a terrifying thought. Yep. That's really scary. And this is also the woman that you just verbally slapped down, I think, the previous episode, saying, I'm not transferring schools. (laughs) Yeah, well, fun fact. She might transfer you to a different realm. Yeah. He also, again, Henry, very astute. He sees that 
Apple turnover on the counter at Emma's, having no context for where it came from or how it got there. And he immediately figures out what Regina's plan was. So she said, my famous turnovers, which means he would know that she's made yes. turnovers. And then he knows the story of the evil queen and Snow White. The apple, it's pretty easy to put two and yeah. two together. He just walks up and smells it. And he's like, this is an apple turnover. My mom is trying to poison you. Do not eat this. And he's right. Yeah. And she was going to eat it. He, he had to take it. it out of her hand. And then what's the crazier thing is that he eats it. She just dismisses him again. So this is now the other thing. Until he collapses. And then instead of going over to him, she just yells his name. Like, get up, dog. I was like, what are you doing? Go check on your son who just collapsed. It was a very desperate move. But I do think that he thinks that it will work. Yeah, it's an it's kind of a it's like the car thing. It's a wild move that may pay off, but it is a hail mary. Yeah, it's definitely a hail mary. But I I think that he, I think he thinks I'm gonna eat this and I'm gonna go into a sleeping curse, and she is finally going to realize that I am telling the truth. And actually, I mean, he might know that he might never wake up and he's still okay with it. Which is crazy to think that he's willing to sack. I mean... He's brave, truthful, and unselfish. That is very much a charming move. <laughs> yes. Truth yes, be told, it is. you can see where, like, the lineage right uh -huh. there. Of, like, that is something that only charming would That's actually also do. something that Emma would do. Emma would absolutely do something stupid to save everybody else. Hmm. I don't know that I agree with that. Mm. I think Snow and Charming would do something stupid. Because they're both willing to sacrifice themselves. I think Emma would say there's a better way. I don't think mm. she buys. She would ever buy that that's the smart move here. Because mm. she doesn't take leaps of faith. This is truly a leap of faith. Yes. And she's very clear about I ain't got time for that. It is a leap of faith. I want to talk about Snow real quick. Okay. Snow uh, or Mary Margaret? Snow. We've already talked about Mary Margaret. Okay. I like that she knows once they are outside of the castle. And we see Ruby. And Ruby confirms that Charming is there. And has a little someone on her lip. Which is a hilarious line from Leroy because obviously she just ate someone. But decides, I'm saving Charming no matter what. Me and the seven dwarves are going to storm the castle. Without Stealthy. He's, he's gone. Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> and they do it. And she gets... So this is the part I couldn't... She gets to Charming or what she thinks is Charming. And then she finds out that it's a mirror. Yeah, it's just a mirror. She couldn't see that it was a reflect. Like I mean, it was dark. I think we're supposed to. That's always hard in TV shows. Sure. I think it's we're supposed to think that it's darker in that room than it actually. Or is, is. it like a hologram that was projecting so that by the time she got close, that's when she saw that. It was yeah, and also like there's bars, so sure. like she might not have been able to see the frame. It's a pretty big mirror. Yeah. Um, and he looks really real. <laughs> yeah. No, he does. Uh, she is also such a badass. She like scales a wall. She kills three guards. She doesn't kill them. She incapacitates three guards. She throws a knife. Where'd she even learn how to do that? She planned this whole raid herself. And she has all these people following her. And they, like, even when it, it, it turns out to be worse than they originally thought, because Regina is also there, they're still willing to help. Snow White is a natural-born leader. Snow White is a natural-born leader. I also, I love the... But I'm rescuing you! Like, just such disappointment when she thought she had done it and turns out, oh, the queen actually has Prince Charming. I also love that he, he like, chuckles when she says that. Yeah, because usually it's the other way. Mm -hmm. He's usually been the one to rescue her. And for no, once. that's not true. I mean, I guess she rec rescues him from the troll bridge, mm -hmm. but for the most part, it's been him I think it's been her. fairly even. Mm, I mean, he captures her a couple times. He captures her once. 
Yeah. And then she gets away. Yep. And then he finds her again. I think he... So the first time they... Back in Snowfalls, he has to basically be an Avenger in the middle of the nights and save her. Yep. And then I think she dips on him again, and then he captures her outside her hut. I think it happens in the other order, but okay. Sure, but both of those things happen. <laughs> and then he also saves her when she is Dark Snow. When she is Dark Snow. Where she's going to kill oh, Regina. Oh, yes, she does. She does save. Yes. Yeah, he rescues her. And she also saves him when she, King George captures her and she agrees to tell him that she doesn't love him so that the king doesn't kill him. That's true. He didn't know he was in danger and I actually don't think he was in danger. I think that was a lie by George to manipulate Snow, but okay, that's fair. I mean, maybe, but he drops a guillotine yeah. on Charlie's yeah. head in yeah. this episode. No, at this point, he, at the <laughs> he's point... He's done. He's done, yeah. At, back then, he still needed something from Charming. <laughs> now, he's just, this is pure petty revenge, and he's off with his head, 100%. Also, I like that she um, carries, and I think this is the exact quote, keep the knife between your tuffets. Yeah, I I missed that line, but yep, uh, Grumpy says that, and then she reaches between her her breasts and pulls out a knife. That's a that's a word, Grumpy. That's Tuffets. a word, and also wow, Mary Margaret is loaded. Oh, with I know weapons. she had like eight weapons. That was amazing. <laughs> and then, of course, kind of the last part is that ultimately she I I actually realized in this episode she never knew what happened to Daniel. She thought he left. I, yeah, I didn't realize that either. She seemed genuinely shocked and sorry. She's very sorry about what happened. And then I thought this line was so fascinating and truly enigmatic of Regina's character. Snow says, haven't we both suffered enough? And Regina says, no. Well, what Snow says is, you took my father haven't we suffered enough? But she doesn't say, haven't I suffered Correct. enough? She yeah. says, haven't we suffered enough? And Regina says no. Yeah. Not just that she thinks Snow should suffer more, but that she also should. Which is fascinating to me that I understand why she is angry at Snow, but she never shows this level of contempt towards the person who actually killed her true love in front of her. It's really hard to hate your mother. No. It's really not. <laughs> As we will learn, it's very easy to hate your mother. Um, but yeah, so she sacrifices herself. She eats the the apple, essentially. Because it apparently has to be done willingly, which is a new twist. Yeah, that is an interesting twist. That is actually how... In, in this show, at least, later we'll meet Sleeping Beauty, Aurora. And she also willingly chose to go on a sleeping cruise. Okay. I just assumed that, like, if they consumed, like, you could force them, if you mm-hmm. force it down their throat, and it'd be fine. But apparently, they must willingly take it for the curse to work. So, yeah, I I, I really liked though that they added this additional twist, yeah. the Snow White story, because in the Disney movie, she just eats an apple from a stranger. She just meets a creepy looking stranger, and says, "Oh, thank you for this free apple," and then she eats it, and then she falls down. Yeah, the rivalry between Snow and the Queen is much better in this show. I mean, it's still a little bit irrational, but it's much more engaging than the original story, Mm -hmm. for sure. Who do you want to talk about next? Uh, I would like to talk about Jefferson. That was my next... I wanted to talk about (laughs) Jefferson next. He has no fucks to give about Regina. He hates her. 
So usually we see Regina looking at someone with utter contempt, like the way she looks at Mary Margaret. It is nice to see the inverse of this. <laughs> Jefferson walks in and just has this look on his face that if he could stab her, he would stab her infinite amount of times. He detests her. He really does. He just puts that card in the in the glass. He's like, I'm not drinking anything you give me, lady. Just the way that he looks at her. And honestly, he's completely justified. And it's just great. He hates her. The only thing I don't understand so one of the things I like that Regina says is that she th- he threatens her, and then she says something like, you can't pull the trigger. Like, she openly mocks him, and she's kind of right. Yeah, I mean, she is right. He's been awake for 28 years, and he could have... She is completely powerless here. She's a regular human being. He could have murdered her a long time ago. Or forced her to do anything he needed. Like, he's not cursed to be in the same day over and over. Why didn't he pull the trigger? It's a good question. I, blows my mind. And she still taunts him about being poor again. <laughs> Your hovel. <laughs> yes. Everyone lives in a hovel. I don't know why we wouldn't just call it a cottage. It's, it's a way, much nicer word. It's way more insulting to say you live in a of hovel. Of course. Of course it is. Also, but, the deal he makes. Mm-hmm. He wants to forget rather than have him and his daughter remember the fact that they are cursed. I don't get that. Why wouldn't you want her to wake up instead of you going under? I mean, he does He does want her to be with him. So yep. that's part of the, the request. But I think he finds it difficult, as Henry does, to know that everybody else is cursed and not be able to do anything about it. Oh, I guess I never got that from him. He always says, like, two lives in my head. It's like he seems like that is the burden. Well, I mean, I think they phrase it that way because they want... They want us to have the like Mad Hatter image in our sure. head. Like he's mad. He yeah. has he has multiple personalities in his brain. But I, I think he I think it would be hard to live in a place, even if you're happy, when everyone else is unhappy. Hmm. Okay. So and he want and but he's okay with going back under and staying cursed. As long as he has what he wants, which is his daughter. That's fascinating to me. It is really fascinating. I mean it's an interesting choice. Yeah. I don't know that he I mean, he does clue. He doesn't think that he could ask, like, please lift the curse. <laughs> or please lift the curse on page. Yeah. Or remove the fake memories from us. Well, I, she even offers to do that. I know. And that's not what he wants. That's what I don't get. But, yeah. okay. He, he's, a, he's an interesting character that I wish we'd gotten more of. Mm-hmm. Is this his final appearance? No, he is in another episode later. But I that's think about it. It's in it. season three. Okay. But we don't get much more of him. And for those who don't know, he becomes uh, Bucky Barnes. He is the Winter Soldier, which is why he left. In a separate show, In a not separate this show. show. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They do cross it over a little bit. They talk about, if you notice, Henry reads Marvel comics. He does read Marvel comics. And, but, well, I guess X-Men is Marvel. X-Men is Marvel. And he also reads Star Wars. So mm-hmm. they do cross over both of And those. he likes Tron. He does like Tron, according like to Tron his lunchbox. lunchbox. I think that the, the new Tron movie came out. Yeah, it did. At the at a similar time, little. it was a little uh, product placement or I guess product marketing yeah. for for Disney. Smart move. I want to talk about with Regina and Jefferson the hat. Yeah. So th- the hat is one of the first instances of I just don't understand. Like this logic doesn't make sense. Like for some reason, this hat has existed and Regina's had it for a really long time and Rumpel never found it to travel to a land without magic to get to his son. That seems highly unlikely to me. Later, we will be told that the hat can't be used to travel to a land without magic. (laughs) 
<laughs> Which would explain that plot. Oh, hole. we see him again too. He's in the episode with where we learn who Doctor Whale is. Oh, good. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but they throw some magic in there and try to get it to work. Some very sad magic. Well, some just like trinkets originally, and then Regina is willing to give up something that is actually important to her. The ring that Daniel gave her that has like a magical image of him imprinted in it which she has she spoke to that ring earlier like when she says like we got him daniel i it's so sad that she's willing to give that up it is reminiscent of the thing you love most Mm -hmm. when she takes her father's heart and sacrifices it to cast the curse she's just very empty inside but to throw away daniel which is that's like the last image she has of him right like the ring she's like nope i'm more interested in making this woman miserable and keeping everyone else miserable than I even have of keeping the one good memory I have. It's a broken woman. It's a really broken woman. I also still, so it's funny, I always thought that Regina and Jefferson had a funny dynamic in that I think Regina actually kind of likes him. Mm. Like, I think she definitely respects him. I, yeah, I think she respects him, but like, I think she likes t- toying with him. Almost yeah. like the way that like a schoolboy or a schoolgirl kind of taunts the person they like. I think she kind of likes him. I think something else that might be interesting that she might be thinking about, I think she might be jealous. She's able to taunt him out of it, but he chose to be happy with the one person that he cared about the most rather than like have riches and work for the queen and do kind all kinds of dangerous things. She's pretty easily able to convince him out of it. Like she manipulates mm-hmm. him. But I think she might feel because she's constantly trying to surround herself with riches and power and revenge. And he's like, I just want to live in the woods with my daughter and collect mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is confused when Hans and Gretel want to mm-hmm. go back with their father. So she's probably also confused. Like, why does yeah. Jefferson rather just live in the woods? Yeah, that would either is jealous or confusion. Could uh-huh. be a little bit of both. And I think to some degree, she probably respects that. Not only did A, he made that choice. She probably wants someone to make that choice about her. Mm-hmm. Which, to her, only Daniel had ever made that choice. Well... It was more her making the choice. Daniel was already poor. Sure, but I mean, like, <laughs> he didn't care. Like, she if she'd have been queen, he would. Oh, yeah. He, he didn't, didn't care about that. That, that was not a thing that he was <clears throat> aspiring towards. We haven't talked about Regina and Gold yet. I was going to say that towards the end, but I think we're there. Is there anybody else you want to talk about before we get to Regina and Gold? Oh, I think I might have a couple other things. We did already talk about Emma and Archie's conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he does make a really good point about the high-risk behavior that Henry has begun to exhibit since Emma showed up in his life. He was very careful not to say that Henry is worse off, because I don't think he truly believes that. But he does also tell her that he no longer thinks that indulging his delusion is a good idea. And Emma actually still has trouble. She, She doesn't tell Henry... She still can't bring herself to say, I don't believe, when he says, you don't believe. She says, like, something else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, Regina and Gold is the last thing I have on my list. So, uh, let's start with Regina. They start with a dream. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's a nightmare. <laughs> it's really scary. It's a great visualization of what she, th- like, when you say, I said it was crumbling down around her. This is exactly her worst fear. And also the fact that... I don't think she cared that everyone else wanted to kill her. It's the fact that Henry wanted to kill her. And she... In the dream, her tree is rotting. And when she wakes up, 
the apples actually are rotting. And Mr. Gold says probably the fertilizer. I think he did that to her tree on purpose. You think so? Oh, yeah. Interesting. I think he wants her to feel like her curse is falling apart. See, I actually think that was part of the curse. I think he built that into the curse. Mm. So well, he, either way. Yeah, he did that to her <laughs> not recently. He did that knowing that as the curse weakened, your tree will die. I feel like it would be very like Mr. Gold, though, to yeah. say maybe it's the fertilizer when, in fact, he has been misfertilizing her plant on purpose. Like, it was the fertilizer. <laughs> Could be. Could be. I also thought it was interesting that... Uh, the curse breaks if Regina kills Emma. Yeah, that little piece I never caught the first two times I watched it. Because I always wondered, why didn't she just directly kill her? I think that Henry would be really upset if that happened. Sure, but there are ways to make it look like she didn't mm-hmm. do it. Like, he could, she could have hired a hitman or any of the other people to take, him, take her out. And also, there are times in which Emma's in dangerous situations that, like... So now, like, the whole Jefferson situation. I thought Jefferson might have been behind the killing. Uh-huh. But if Jefferson had killed Emma, which she wasn't going to do, but he could have then the curse would have been broken and Regina screwed. Mm -hmm. Regina is so desperate in this conversation with Mr. Gold. She tries to sort of, like, ask him for help, and then he says no, and then she says, I will give you anything. Here's what I don't understand. How did that conversation not go, you no longer have anything I want, and Regina goes, in fact, I do. If you were going to keep a bargaining chip and you are at the point in which you are desperate, this is the time to use said bargaining chip. It's possible. We may be giving Regina a little too much credit here. It's possible that she knows that if he says, I, you don't have anything I want, I'm unwilling to make a deal with you. That means I do not want what you want, so I'm not going to help you. So even if he was willing to make a deal with her, she, at this point... (laughs) And the number of deals that they've made should realize whatever the deal is will be to Rumpel's benefit. Sure. but Which she's, is not in alignment with what her benefit, what she wants. It is not, but she's desperate at this point. But like, she knows that he wants the curse broken. Yep. But if you were going to potentially get him to stop doing that, this would be the only piece mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. to get him to leave that alone. Yeah. And you have it in your possession and choose not to use it. I mean, it's like... You're on your life support. You got to fire the last bullet in your chamber here. And she doesn't even mention it. Like, it's just, what was the whole point of doing this then? I always thought this was a chess piece for her. Well, and (laughs) Regina loves gloating to Rumpel and to other people about whatever her plan is. Before you go, to be clear, we're mentioning Belle. Right. We haven't actually said that, but it's the fact that we know Belle is alive in Storybrooke and in Regina's possession. That is her bargaining chip. Uh... Regina loves gloating to Rumpel and to other people. It is insane to... It's it's insane for a villain to gloat to the hero about their plan because the hero always figures out what to do. It is even more insane to gloat about your plan to another villain that is currently mad at you. Especially when her exact quote is, he makes a good ally, ally but he makes an even better enemy. A superlative enemy. Excuse Yeah. So you're going to taunt maybe the one person who could screw you over in this scenario? And she's like, well, don't you realize I've won? The fact that he is not convinced that you've won should scare the hell out of you. Yeah, and it does. Well, and we hear all magic comes with a price for the first time in a really long time. Yeah. And the price was very high. It was Henry. She said she was willing to pay it, whatever the price was. That's exactly what she says. I was willing to pay any price. 
<laughs> well, no, in this episode, she says, then you pay it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, obviously, that's not going to happen. One more thing. The one thing I do love about their conversation, for the first time in a very long time, if maybe ever since he's become the Dark One, you see literal terror on Gold's face. Yeah, he's he's ready for this curse to be broken and get on with his way, and he wasn't expecting Emma to leave. Nope. And it's very, like, he just looks like, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. I've worked this long for this thing, and now we're close to the finish line, and I'm going to lose it. Yeah. Which is why I think, again, because he was so desperate, that maybe a deal could have been made. Interesting. Because he looks scared. Yeah, he does look very scared. Oh, this episode. I'm, I'm so excited to watch the next one that it, it like everything is built up so much. Uh, let's talk about the fact that even though the, the hat gets magic, she can't go through it. A couple things I want to talk about. Oh, that yeah, one. I was trying to. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> so, A, we had been told that there's no magic in this land. And then they just kind of retcon that a little bit and go, well, there's just a little bit of magic in this land. Which is 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 somewhat reasonable because it, it, Regina didn't perform magic. True. She used an object that had magic. And she actually never says there's no magic in this land because yeah. she never acknowledges that the curse is even real. The thing that is most bizarre to me is the time travel. Yeah, that is... And I I wonder if it would be impossible for a person to walk through the portal. I don't know. But yeah, we, we are told time travel is impossible, yet it is possible with this hat. We are later told that this hat cannot connect a land without magic. It doesn't make any sense. And based on how... So when you go through the hat, you go into the room with all the doors. And then you go through the door that you want to go through. But for some reason, all Jefferson had to do was, like, catch the apple. Well, he opened up a hole for the apple to fall through in the ground. But wouldn't the apple have fallen into the portal room? The door room? So I guess maybe the hole was just, like... Two he portals? aligned the door. Yeah. He is really good at the game portal. Yes. He he wants the cake, which is not a lie. Yeah, and then he caught it. And then he caught it. Which is weird because I could have swore the hat was on the ground. The hat was on the ground. But then the apple looks like it's coming down when he catches it. Well, no, the apple, the apple jumps up and then it's, you know, gravity starts to gotcha. fall so he catches okay. it. Yeah, that, that will be an interesting... So we talked about in the very first episode, there are some plot inconsistencies. I don't know if this was the plot inconsistency or what we see later down the road is inconsistent, but this right now either says that no one should be shocked by time travel because Regina should know it's possible and there actually is potentially magic in this world since she had some magic, which means you could have brought magic with you. Also, if she had an object that had magic, why isn't the Dark One's dagger magical? That's a good question. I guess because the Dark One himself does not currently have magic. So even if the object still works, like the it can't compel a person who is no longer magical. Okay. I mean I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. I just struggle with the fact that this hat has existed and Rumpelstiltskin, who is the best plotter of all time, did not find it. Especially because like Jefferson was mad. It wasn't like he was an excellent schemer who would have known to hide it from the dark one. Someone would have told about the exploits of the um, Mad Hatter to the Dark One. Well, and Regina's had it yeah. since, since they she trapped Jefferson in the Wonderland. Wonderland. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very again, confusing. very kind of, uh, we needed something to move the plot along, so we're just going to create this thing out of thin hair that can do this thing. I mean, we've seen the hat before, but 
if this was the solution, this solution could have been used many, many ways. Yeah. I mean, I did really like the the apple like falls through at the exact moment. Oh, I love I think that. It was really cool, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. And then I like that she decides she's going to make the apple turnover with said apple. Yeah. That's uh I I mean, I guess cuz I assume the same rule applies that Emma has to choose to eat the turnover. Sure. Or has to eat the apple. Now, that was my question. So, is it that you had to choose it or you had to believe it? Because when she mm. talks to um, Snow in the Enchanted Forest, it's that you have to be willing to accept what's going on. It has to be done willingly, and you have to be... Because, so, like, Emma would have just eaten, and mm. probably would have... I think it's that you can't force-feed it to someone. Okay. Because... Uh, Snow asks that. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't you just... You're going to make me eat it. Yeah. And Regina says, no, you're going to do it willingly. Yeah, and you. But I thought she says, and you have to accept it. Like it's. Mm. I thought there was that second piece. I don't know. Um, I mean, it was it was kind of a nice move. The we have to be cordial to each other now. I've made you a thing. Like eat it on the road. Also, ironically, what if that poison had killed her? Had killed Emma. Yeah. <laughs> well, then uh... curse is broken. <laughs> curse is broken. All right. Anybody else you want to talk about before we get to our moments? No. What's your favorite moment? I got two. Oh, you have two. Oh, you have two favorite moments. Or you have two things you want to talk about. I got two favorite moments. Okay. Um, second favorite moment is Regina's ridiculousness at being indirect, trying to poison Emma. I love that she just concocts this wild scheme. Like you could have just cut up like some apple slices, or maybe you uh, make a nice drink and you just like toast to our newfound co-parenting. No, no, she's got to bake this apple turnover and give it to her for the like. That seems so much harder than just I don't know, make some apple cider real quick. People drink apple cider. <laughs> so just it's true very roundabout way of trying to do this and the mary margaret slap down oh. emma was great very much a mother scolding a child and like you said i don't know i'm not her mother you figure it out great line that great was really line. that was a really good moment mine feels like a weird thing to have for a favorite moment because it's really sad but it's when regina throws daniel's ring into the hat oh that's it's painful just, it's just so sad did you cry no i didn't cry but it, it, it is, she is truly her own worst enemy in that moment. She is throwing away a thing that she actually loves and cares about. And it's not going to make her happy at all. It's it's uh, Snow's Smackdown, or uh, Mary Margaret's Smackdown from the previous episode. Like, you are going to have a hole in your heart and it is not going to make you feel better. Nope, not in the slightest. Her most ridiculous moment? I still have two. Jefferson accepting a deal from Regina is just unbelievably ridiculous to me. This woman has screwed you over at every turn. No better. Like, yeah. come on, man. Stop trusting this woman. I get Sydney because he is hopelessly in love with her, but Jefferson detests her. Or at the very least, you give me what I want up front. You don't screw me over like what happened at Wonderland. You write the story for her and give me everything I want, and then I'll consider helping you. Second one... Why on earth would you ever taunt Stiltskin before you've won? I don't care if you <laughs> think you've won. That's insane to me. Yeah, it's insane. Um, mine is a little more frivolous, but when the fairies are charging, it's just ridiculous. They make sounds like bugs. There's the, the fairy dust bombs. Like, what is that? And why are they always small? Why don't they get big? I don't know. It was silly. There were so many of them, and they're, like, brightly colored, and they were those stupid outfits. They're so stupid. Are there no male fairies? Like, come on! Not that no. a male fairy couldn't wear one of those ridiculous dresses if they wanted to, but does anyone, like, have any other sense of style? 
No, no. It's really bad. Also, my runner-up ridiculous moment is Henry twice. Henry twice? Yeah. Henry crashing the car and Henry intentionally poisoning himself. Mm. That's interesting. I mean, they just both seemed very, very ridiculous actions to take. Because both of them put him in severe danger. They did. Who's your loser for the episode? Who else could it be? I want to hear your loser. Because to me, there's only one clear option here. Uh, well, minus Snow. I agree that Mary Margaret doesn't fit with this. But she really lost big in this episode. She thought that she saved Charming. <laughs> I was rescuing you. Roger is looking at me aghast. Yeah. Really? You think the loser is Regina? Hell yeah! She just accidentally poisoned the only thing she yeah, that's, cares about. That's a, that's a good one. Of like the losses in this season, it's her and Rumple losing Belle. <laughs> I don't think of two worse losses I think this entire season in my yeah. opinion. Because I don't think she would, like I think Archie even says, she would never hurt Henry. She would hurt literally everybody else. And she has now directly hurt Henry. Yeah. Loss. Massive loss. Reasonable. I winner. I had a really hard time with this one again. It. I just feel. I feel like they were like waiting for the next episode so much that it was like really. There was like no resolution. Like yeah. it ends on a cliffhanger. I almost picked Henry. Because hmm. he's finally going to accomplish the thing that he's been trying to do since episode one, which is get his mother to believe. But that doesn't really happen in this episode. No. So I don't I don't know that I have one. It does seem insane to pick Henry because he is at the end of the episode poisoned. Right. However, my Henry is my winner is Henry. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason is that A, he has confirmed in this episode that he was right all along. Uh-huh. Which is kind of the thing we knew from episode one, but he didn't. And now he believed it, now he knows, which is a very important detail. And he got Emma to stay. Now he had to do some insane car crashing to do so. And then when she's going to leave a second time, he intentionally poisoned himself, which means Emma's probably not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And he potentially, he just sacrificed himself to save everyone. That's a big deal. I mean, that is, you know, this, they talk about in later seasons what it means to be a hero. Sacrificing yourself to save everybody else is a pretty heroic thing to do. You know, I always said he engineered all the things behind this to, like, get this going, even if Gold was working in the background. But this is the moment where he was like, all right, I'm 10, and if you won't listen to me, I will poison myself to make you listen. Well done, kid. Well done. Uh, I did not mention that this episode made me cry, but it did one time when Emma is crying when she's telling Henry that she's going to leave. And he's oh. just so desperate to get her to stay. Like when she when he hugs in the loft? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that that made you cry, but not the snow and charming being so close, but yet so far away. Yeah. Hmm. I have faith that they will find each other. They always find each other. I will always find you. Yes. You I don't feel like there's you. poison being poured in between their love, though? <laughs> I mean, there is. <laughs> there really is. I also thought there was another moment I thought would have made you cry um, when Snow and Regina are talking to one another. Oh, yeah. When Regina's crying in the stables, that that almost gets me. That one's pain. Because she's like, you even said, like, she's like torturing herself. I know. She chose that meeting location. <laughs> that actually makes sense, too. Like, this is kind of where it all began. Mm -hmm. This is when my life completely turned from. So dramatic. <laughs> they could just have a conversation through the mirror. No, he wants, she wants her to suffer. We could do this on Zoom, but we have to do it in this really meaningful location where all of this started. 
So I know you don't understand vengeance. <laughs> so let me explain this to you real quick. When you want someone to suffer and you mm. want to revel in that suffering, doing it via Zoom, what if the internet connection breaks? She wants to see her right then and there. I see. Yeah, she wants to revel in when the misery. When she wants her to eat the apple. She obviously. wants her to eat the apple. She can't eat an apple through a mirror. And in fact, I think that's why she felt the need to taunt gold. She needs to revel in the fact that she's won. Mm -hmm. Don't you realize that I've won? She can't. She hears her own worst Because she doesn't feel happy and she thinks she might if other people know that she was right and she won. Yeah. Okay, so next week is the season finale. It is called the A Land Without Magic, episode 22. Uh, so we are going to do next week's episode just like normal. And then after that, we will do kind of like a season recap. We'll go through some of our favorites and least favorites and things like that. And we'll also go through our little counters and then uh, we will, you know, pick up from there and go back, go to season two. Do a winner of the season and the loser of the season. Yes, exactly. Um, but what are you most looking forward to next week in the episode? So I'm going to say this right now. Next week is a top five episode mm -hmm. because it is my favorite season, my favorite season finale. I believe that gets you up to five. So you have no more top five. Episodes. I have no more room for top five episodes. They all occurred <laughs> here, right then and there. We're done. But I want to see how they wake up Henry. Because at this point, you have no idea. I want to see how Emma finally comes to realize that the curse is real. I want to see what the consequences of Regina and Jefferson's deal are. I want to see the consequences of taunting gold are. I also want to know, gold planning a trip? Gold's never talked about trying to leave before. Where on earth is he going? And he was looking at a globe, too. And he was looking at a globe. And the last piece that I thought was really interesting was that at one point when Gold is talking to Regina when he's making his trip, he warns her, you better make a trip of your own because when everyone wakes up, they're going to be coming for blood. If everything wakes up next week, I really want to see what happens to Regina. Well, especially Regina doesn't have any magic. She's just a human being. This is a lot of... A, a town full of people that are mad at you with pitchforks and you have no magic. You're screwed. Yeah. You are screwed. I'm really looking forward to how Emma is going to come to believe. Or, I mean, obviously Henry just collapsed. But at this point, it would not be unreasonable for her to believe that Regina was trying to just straight up poison her. Obviously... Not thinking that it's like a sleeping curse sure. or something. Poison would be the logical yeah. reason here. <laughs> um, so how it, how is she going to get there? How, what's, I mean, we know, we actually know what happens to Snow White. Charming wakes her up. Uh, but we finally get to see that, like, loop. Yeah, we, we close the circle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited. It's a top five episode for sure that I love the next episode. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. They have built to this very well. When we when we talk about it in later seasons, I'll reference this episode as far as like, this is what I wanted every year. Mm. I wanted to close the circle at the end because I think it's fun to build the mystery, to have the murder plot, to have the curse plot, to have all the things where you don't exactly know the motivations and then all of the questions are answered at the end. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch, when we watch season one, episode 22, A Land Without Magic, the season finale. See you next time.